from wherever you're watching us from. I really want to thank God that the Lord has given us today so that we can, again, from the pulpits of Destiny Ministries International, Thika Kenya, and Destiny Worship Center Churches, that I could come to you wherever you are. Whether you are seated in your living room or you are driving with a camera, with your cell phone or tablet or iPad mounted on your dashboard, or you are seated in an office somewhere, uh, it doesn't matter where you are really, but I just want to pray that today the Lord will unite us together. I want today to continue from the topic that I've been sharing on advancing through adversity, and the subtopic this morning uh, will be arise, arise, arise. So I invite you to take your pen and paper and jot down what the Lord speaks to you because slightly above my human voice, the Lord God Almighty will speak to you in a language that you can understand. And I can leave myself in it too but because I have listened to the messages that are preaching to you and I find myself shouting and standing and saying, Amen, glory to God, because he is also speaking to me. So I pray that slightly above my human voice, you will be able to hear God and I will be able to hear God speaking to us in a language that we can understand. May we bow our heads for a word of prayer. Jehovah God, I make myself available to you this morning and to, the, and to your word that your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit will use me, will blow me like a trumpet. And that God, I just surrender myself to the authority of your word and to the leadership of your Holy Spirit and pray that you will use me, Jehovah God, to be a voice to somebody, to be that answer. May my message become a bridge that somebody can cross over to the other side or become that glass of water, that cold glass of water in a thirsty day, on a desert, oh God, or on a hot day. I pray that Jehovah God, whatever happens in the next one hour or so will bring glory to your name and nobody listening to this telecast or this message will regret why they bought data or why they sat down and listened to this message. I pray that God, it will be a big amen to each one of us watching in this country and in the nations of the earth because you are Jehovah God in Jesus mighty name I pray. Amen. Today, I want to reconnect again the messages that I've been preaching in the series, Advancing Through Adversity. What is to advance? I say to advance is to move forward. It is to make progress. It's to achieve a certain level of success or progress. And how do you advance through adversity? Adversity has everything to do with, you know, hard times, difficult moments, moments that are, you know, that are tormenting, you know, perilous times. And today, I want to bring this word from the mouth of God, and I want to believe that Jehovah will speak and give you something to hold on to. I want to talk about arise today. The subtopic I want to talk about is arise. My call to each one of you today is to arise. You need to arise and pick up the word of the Lord and the instructions that God has given you and run with the word of the Lord. And again, I repeat and you will hear this throughout this 
topic of advancing through adversity, you will hear me tell you that men shall not live by bread alone, but they shall live by every word that cometh from the mouth of God, that comes from the mouth of God. If you pick up what God has to say about your situation, if you choose to stand on the side of God concerning your situation, I promise you today that you will find strength to face today and to face tomorrow with confidence. Let's go to the book of 1 Kings chapter number 17 and verses 8. The last message on this series of advancing through adversity, well, I spoke to you from the same 1 Kings chapter 17 from verses 1 to 7, where and on the subtopic, when the river dries. When the river dries, when that job you have depended on is no longer sustaining, able to sustain you when you have lost it or you have been retrenched or you have been, uh, you have been put on up pay or 50% pay or you have been put on terminal leave without benefits or your business is no longer working. You ran, you ran an hotel business or a catering business or you ran hospitality or you're involved in the hospitality you know, segment of society, of the economy. What happens when the river dries and we looked at Elijah, that the Lord used his prophet Elijah and told him, you know, in this time, go to Ahab, face Ahab and declare the coming of a three and a half year drought. He said, there will be no dew, there'll be no rain, there'll be no dew until at my word. But because the servant of God needed to live like you and me, God tells him to rise up and go to the river Kerith that flows into the Jordan and stay there. For he has commanded the raffens to feed him. I don't want to repeat the message that I already preached, but I want to bring you on board. He tells him that you, it may be dry season. It may be a drought. You may have caught a famine which will dry everything. There'll be no rain, there'll be no dew, but I have provision for you, my servant. Go to the river Kerith. That provision is not here. It's not in the palace. It's not in your home. It's next to the river. It's on the river Kerith. Go there, and if I find you there in the river Kerith, then I have commanded raffens to bring you breakfast and supper. They will bring you bread in the morning, and they will bring you bread in the evening. In other words, you will, it will be dry. There will be a period of great adversity, but I have preservation for you and I have provision for you. And Elijah went to the river, to the river Kerith and he stayed there. And of a truth, the raffens came. And I declared last time before I finished this message that you need to trust the Lord because you need to believe the Lord that he has sent your raffens. Find your raffens because they are on the way coming. And I bless the name of the Lord. Since I preached that message, I have received some raffens and I believe I'm not the only one. And I say, great, I say a great amen to everybody who trusted that word, who believed in that word and trusted that the Lord is going to send raffens to you. I said there are sheaves on the high seas. There are plane roads coming your way. I said I want you to believe that there are train roads coming your way. There are semi or trucks coming your way. There are families that have been commanded by God to feed you and to provide for you and your 
children during this time of adversity. And I testify before God who sent my ravens that I have had ravens. I have had ravens. I had had ravens visit me and they have brought things miraculously to me since I preached this message. And guess what? I am ready for more. I have room for more, so keep sending them, Lord. Keep sending them. Keep commanding the raffins to fry my way because they have your address and they have my address. But today, I feel the Lord, you know, the river finally dried up and then Elijah did not have, the prophet of God did not have water to drink. And I talked about in depth how painful it is to watch something that you have depended on dry up before you. I say it is a painful experience. Bishop Mbaid, are you repeating the message or are you giving us a new one? Both. Now, you know, it's, 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 it's a painful thing, my brother. I, I feel you. I understand, my sister, what you're going through. You know, losing a job is not fun. You know, watching your health deteriorate is not fun. Watching your loved ones, you know, succumb to, you know, it, it's not fun. It's not music. When, you were, when Elijah had to watch the river that he was defend, depending on dry up before his eyes, it was a frightening thing. And I understand what you're going through. Today, I promise you in the name of the Lord, you will be blessed. I want us to go to verses 8 of 1 Kings chapter 17. I'll take you through down to verses 14 and the Lord will bless us through this word. The Bible says after the river dried, after the river dried, and there was nothing, there was no water, there was nothing to drink from. The Bible says, and the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise, that's where the topic of today comes from, arise and go to Zerapath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Don't just visit, don't just go for a day. Don't just go for a week. Don't prepare yourself to go for there for a month or for a year. I want you to prepare yourself to go and do what? To dwell. To dwell means to be at home. That's your new address. That's where you exist. That's where your next address is. I want you to go to Zerapath, which belongs to Sidon, because there could have been several Zerapaths that belonged to, 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 not to, to the Zek Republic or probably that belonged to the, the Zerapath in Egypt or the Zerapath in Australia or the Zerapath in South Africa or the Zerapath in Kenya. He was told very clearly, Arise, go to Zerapath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. <laughs> the next uh, part of the scripture scares me a little bit, but I have to read it. It's the word of the Lord. It says, see, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. My God and my Father, we'll come to that. I don't want to criticize my boss, but that is very scary. Arise and go to Zerapath, which belongs to Sidon, and see, I have commanded it would have been better if he said, I have commanded another reverend to feed you or another bishop to feed you or prophet Zechariah to feed you. But, but, but he says, I have commanded a widow there 
to provide for you. And verses, the next verse says, you know, so he arose. This is Elijah. I love Elijah. He's one of my favorite prophets in the, in the Bible. He, he obeyed the word of God. He said, okay, I don't understand why you should dry the river first that you send me to. And now you're telling me to arise and go to a city called Zerapath. And to make the matters worse, you are telling me my provision is in the home of a widow. God, you're kidding me? But he arose. The Bible says, so he arose and went to Zarephath. Which, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, he called to her and said, please, Bring me a little water in a cup. I want you to understand water was the reason why he left Kerith. There was scarcity of water. And the first thing he asked this lady is to bring a little water or a cup of water in a cup that I may drink. And the Bible, and this is the beginning point. And the Bible continues to say, come on, the Bible continues to say in the next verse, and as she was going to get it, as hard as it was to get, a, to get water, the prophet had run away from Kerith because the river had dried and there was no rain and there was no dew. Water was one of the scarcest things to ask for. But as the woman was going to get it, the Bible says, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Bring me some taco. Bring me some chapati. Bring me something from that flour. Bring me something that is cooked. Don't just bring me the glass of water. Bring me something that is cooked. And the Bible says, so she said, as the Lord your God lives, and you better believe he leaves. I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bean. And a little jar of oil. A little oil in a jar. And see. I like this. I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and the next destination is in the graveyard. We die. And the word of the Lord came from the mouth of Elijah the prophet saying, Elijah said to her, do not fear. This is verse 13. Do not fear. Go and do as you have said. Go and do exactly as you have said. But make me a small cake from it first. Yeah, and bring it to me. And afterwards, after you have made the first one and brought it to me, then go back and make some for yourself and your son. And the final verse that I'm reading, verses 14 says, For thus says the Lord God of Israel, Blessed be the name of the God of Israel. He is my God. The Israel, the God of Israel is my God. And that's why I run the Israeli flag on my pulpit. 
And that's next to my Kenyan flag. I love the God of Israel. The God of Israel is a miracle-working God. The God of Israel is real. The God of Israel is alive. The God of Israel has preserved the nation of Israel for all these years, surrounded by hostile enemies. That God is your God, and that God is my God, and that God is alive today. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the I am of old and new and everlasting. He is the Lord of, is the, is the I am of old, new, and, and everlasting. He is the Lord of now, today. And Elijah says, for thus says the Lord God of Israel. The bean of flour shall not be used up, number one. Nor shall the jar of oil run dry, number two. Until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Until the economy opens up again. Until you can have your job. Until you can rise up to go to work. Until you can open up your business and make profits. Until things get better. Until life is normal again. Until everything falls back into place. I shall be the Lord Jehovah Jireh, I shall be your provider. I will make provision for you. But there is a condition tied to it. Take what you already have, the little that you have, and make a cake and bring it to the servant of God and the prophet of God and bring a cup of water. And this woman went and did exactly that. Let me now begin digging up. We go back to the beginning of the text in verses 13. God says, you know, verses, I mean, verses 9. God tells Elijah the prophet after the level of, after provision dries up. After the river can no longer sustain him and give him water. While staring at, at a dry riverbed, the Lord sends instructions to the prophet or to his servant, prophet Elijah. He instructs him on the next level of existence and exactly what he has to do and where it will take place. And he says, arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon. I want you to understand, brethren, whatever you are watching me from, even more so to the Destiny family. I want you to understand that Elijah had three choices at this moment when God is telling him to arise and go to Zarephath. The reason why I chose the topic arise is because I have never seen somebody who, is, who needs to arise who, has, who is still standing or who is still not seated or lying down or sitting down or sleeping. Because for you to arise, it means you had changed positions before. You were standing up and you sat down. You know, you sat down and I'm going to sit down. So you can't tell me when I'm standing up. You can't come when I'm preaching and standing up and you tell me, Bishop Mbai, arise. I will ask you whether you have gone cuckoo or carrots or whether you have gone bananas or I will ask you a very simple question. When did you last see a cycle? When did you see a psychologist? When did you see, when did you get your brains checked? When did you, or have you suffered brain damage? You tell me to rise up and I am still standing. You don't tell somebody who is standing to arise. You don't tell somebody who is 
who is, in, who is in motion to arise. You don't tell somebody who is moving to arise. It's somebody who is, so this element, this is the element of stagnation or lack of progress or you know, confusion or bewilderment or you are seated, you don't know what to do. You had a job to go to, now you don't have it. You had school to go to, you now can't go to school. You had a business to wake up to go and do, now you can't go to that business. And the Lord tells you, arise. He tells you it is time to make progress. It is time to advance. It is time to make some advancement. It is time for you to move forward. It's time for you to make a move. And this time, you can't afford to stay here and stare at the dry riverbed. Some of us have been staring the river, to, uh, uh, you know, some of us like Elijah have been staring and shedding tears, remembering the days like the children of Israel when it says in the book of Psalms, you know, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. They sat down by the rivers of Babylon, wailing and weeping and crying while they remembered Zion. A lot of us are like the children of Israel in Babylon today. All we do is to shed tears when we remember the life that we had before, the businesses that we had before, the job that we had before, the school calendar and activities that we had before. And some of us can't afford but to reach out into their pockets and pull out some handkerchiefs and uh, just dry up tears. Because they can't have that anymore and they don't have that anymore. It was in such a moment that God tells Elijah to arise. Change that position. Rise up. Make some move. And hear what the Lord has to say. Go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Your next address is not in Carith. It's not in this river. It's not in this company. It's not in this place. It's not in this city. It's not in this and this and this to some of us. So I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. That doesn't look like a very attractive, uh, you know, attractive mission, you know, to move from when you are, where you are staying in the river and you have to go as a prophet of God to go and live in a widow's house knowing that the tongues, the tongues of men will start cutting you into pieces. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine if Bishop Titus Mbai, if I was in this city of Thika, Kenya, if the members of Destiny would discover that I, when I come to preach my these powerful messages and sweating like a kangaroo with asthma, you know, and, uh, you know, shouting and losing my voice and, you know, saying all kinds of declaring the things of the kingdom. And then somebody comes and tells them, guys, do you know where your pastor stays?